Welcome to the as of yet unnamed music podcast. I will come up with a name before I post this or whatever. Yeah. Uh, My name is Winter. And I'm Nolan. And basically what we're going to do with this podcast is um, every week I'm going to give Winter an album to listen to that I think would kind of push him out of his comfort zone a bit. And he's going to give me an album to listen to that he thinks will push me out of my comfort zone a bit. And we're going to talk about those albums uh, theoretically like, I've already heard whatever I'm giving Winter, and he's already heard whatever he's giving me, so we know about it. And then we're going to talk about those albums, and then we're just going to, if we have time and we feel like going, we'll just, like, talk about other music stuff. And also, I think what we can do is we can, we can even compare albums that we're talking about. That's I mean, like, it's, it's kind like, of a funky thing to do, right? Well, I mean, with these two albums we got starting out, it might be. <laughs> but, like, sometimes, you know, I might give you an album, and you might give me an album, and we find out they're, like, really fucking similar, and we didn't even know. <laughs> Oh, yeah. That could it's happen. True. In this case, we actually have a big contrast. I had yeah. him listen to it, and I'm, I'm going to butcher the name, because I always, like, I don't know how to pronounce their name. Cocteau it's like the, twins. the Cocteau Twins, or the Cocteau Twins. We probably should have yeah. looked up how it's pronounced phonetically, mm. but they're like a classic um, uh, oh, dream pop yeah. band from the 80s. Psychedelic pop music. Yeah, they make some crazy shit. Yeah, and I listened to the 1990 album, Heaven or Las Vegas. I think it's their most popular album. I see it, it on Mew a lot. It's yeah. their most pop e album in general. It's popular and it's just the most like straightforward poppy. If you listen to their earlier stuff, it gets it's a little bit more rocky and kind of like harder to get into, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's less approachable, I guess is the yeah. term that everybody uses. But this one's definitely really fun. And then after Heaven or Las Vegas, they actually go even farther down like the poppy path you sort of they, uh, there's there's albums that are like very like you think, cute almost you think they sterilized their sound or do you think they just like i think they got off drugs and i think they had kids no. and it was also the 90s so they started yeah. to like fucking be super i don't know so, they grew up basically they grew up and time went on yeah do you i mean do you think they just got better at like writing catchy hooks and stuff like do you think when they got popular it was for better or for worse I don't know. Everybody, everybody hails all their early albums, so I guess the popular opinion is that that they got worse because like they're not famous for like I think there's an album called like Milk and Kisses or something like that, mm-hmm. which is not like very popular and like I don't know. I like all their music. I actually like their really like sugary sweet music. That's kind of why I picked the album that I gave you because I was mm-hmm. like I think it's like that right middle ground where it was like in between yeah. them being like super sugary but also like having not an edge but something that keeps you feel like, like it's more like experimental keep, yeah more experimental keeping it feeling like grounded in like what they were originally doing for sure yeah so yeah i'd never heard i've seen this album around before like i've seen the album cover i'd never and i knew the band name but i've never listened to them before this and it i enjoyed it it's not the kind of thing i'd normally listen to though oh uh, yeah it's really smooth and like easy to listen to and relaxing like it, it just like put me in a put me in a good mood and i don't i don't want to make it sound like i just hate it when music puts me in a good mood Uh-oh. but no yeah it was it was really like maybe we should describe who we happy. are like what kind of music we listen to because like to begin with i mean people can probably listen to that if we talk enough about what we listen to i guess yeah but yeah fucking um honestly it's like it's been kind of like described as kind of their music is described as like overproduced essentially so you know there's a lot of uh I think chorus effects on everything on the yeah, guitar on the vocals that. on I I can hear that. Yeah. But uh, I feel like that's to a certain extent with like the reverb and stuff. It's kind of a staple of like psychedelic music is a lot of production. Yeah, it's or a at little, least later yeah. psychedelic music maybe yeah, not the early stuff. But. Yeah, I don't you know 
I liked... Okay, so I don't... The, the tracks kind of flow together in my mind. It's like... I feel like the aesthetic of the album is so holistic that nothing yeah. stuck out that much to me. But oh, yeah. I really enjoyed... Uh, the opener, Cherry Colored Funk. I feel oh, like it's man, a really, I love that track. It's a great way to open up the album. It's super like happy and like her vocal melody over like the chorus is just so like it goes high. Yeah, she's she's got like a really pretty voice. Yeah, I enjoyed that. And I liked Fifty Fifty Clown a lot. Although oh, I don't remember yeah. why. I remember listening to it and I was like, Yeah, I love this track. But like that like I said, the aesthetic of the album blended together so much for me that I can't my finger on what I liked about it so much. Actually, let's let's wait. Play fifty fifty climb for a second. We can always we can always cut it out if we want. Okay. Uh, Just yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna play this track. Yeah. We'll be right back. Okay. Okay, we're back. Yeah, coming back in. All right. Yeah. So yeah, fifty fifty climb. I like how weird the synths are. I think that's what I, appealed to me a lot. It just, I think it's got that like you were saying that weird experimentalness of their earlier work. Like yeah. the synths coming in are like really dissonant sounding with her voice. I enjoyed yeah. that. Yeah, everything's just completely covered in different, like, fucking types of effects. Like, yeah. fucking, they're all modulated and pitched and... Mm-hmm. I don't know, it's funky. It, it's, it's, um... Psychedelic is such a weird term, because, yeah, they were on drugs, for sure. In fact, her lyrics are, like, um... I think her lyrics are all just kind of ad-libbed, or they're just kind of made up. Oh, really? Yeah, none of it is supposed to mean anything. Some, like, Red Hot Chili Pepper shit? <laughs> Kinda, yeah. Or maybe not ad libbed is the right word, but she just kind of like they don't mean anything. It's all just yeah. like gibberish, essentially, like gibberish poetry. I spent That's so cool, yeah. I so like there's not that much meaning, but like man, if I if I were to mention okay, if if you if I here look. So I was listening to uh, the album that I had to listen to was the artwork by Liturgy, and their lyrics are not gibberish. No man, they're, they're fucking deep. Oh, I saw you looking them up while you were listening to it. Yeah, I was like, you're like, what the fuck are they talking? About? Yeah, it's like because I can't. Well, here's the thing. Like, it's kind of similar. Like, I felt like this album is, like, also, I guess, holistic. But I think, uh, well, it's hard to say. Because it's not like you can expect it to be, like, one of, like a pop album where every single, like, track is, like, a little bit yeah. drift different to keep your attention. And it's only, like, 30 or 40 minutes long. But it's, yeah. um... This, I gave you a really but dense album. There, yeah, this is a dense album. And it, got, it gets broken up, like, two or three times by tracks that aren't, like, the same thing over and over. But the lyrics are what's really fascinating. There's a track where he raps, and those probably have the most notable, like, memorable lyrics because you can actually distinguish them. Are you talking about Vitriol? I think, yeah, Vitriol. Yeah. Yeah, Vitriol is the track where he has, like, distorted, like, drum machine, basically, yeah. in there. Like, he, has, so he, has, much... he has, he has, like, a distorted tom, which was the first time at the whole, like, yeah, the whole album, it didn't actually get to me, like... The sound didn't like bother me at all, and like make me feel like mm, I might get a headache until this track came in, and I was like, "Oh, these distorted toms! They're very like death grips or something, and they're just like." Nah. Yeah, they use a lot of synthetic instruments for metal band, oh, which is one yeah. of the things I really. This album is new enough where I haven't fully formed how I feel about it. It's so dense that it's hard for me to like. I've listened to it like a handful of times, probably like seven or eight times. Mm-hmm. And, like, I still don't know if I really love it or not. It's such a fucking dense album, and it's so avant-garde for black metal, especially. Oh, yeah, there was something, like, there was, so, I think he said, like, the the singer, what's-his-face, like, Hecky, Hunter, 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 Hunter Hunt Hendricks. He said something like his goal was to make a, a transcendental black metal album yeah, or something. Yeah, they have, well, if you research the band more, um, they have a manifesto that they made 
of like basically what their music stands for and stuff. The the vocalist is incredibly pretentious, but I don't. Yeah, think, and you I, can see that in some of his lyrics. Yeah, I mean, I don't he, think it ruins the music, and I also think a lot of what he's doing. <laughs> I think a lot of the stuff that the band does on the album is like. As far as metal goes, like, he's entitled to his pretentiousness. Like, he's actually doing something new in a pretty stagnant genre. Yeah. Like, black metal's not that diverse. Yeah, well, it's not a genre that's very, like, happy to have changes, really. Yeah. But, uh, so some of these lyrics, I liked, um, they were actually pretty cool lyrics. Like, I was really happy. Like, there's a lot of lyrics where it's like, man, he cracked open the, the SAT prep book for, yeah. the, for these lyrics. But there are definitely some moments where you're like, Wow, he's he's jumping back and forth between like talking about like mythology from like different like ancient cultures mm-hmm. to like talking about himself in a very like very raw personal way. I wish I could say like I wish I could pick out a a, a moment here, but there's parts where he's like talking about like it sounds like he's talking about shit from like Valhalla or something, and yeah. then he and then he comes back and with like one line of saying something like the webcam not alone and stuff like that. And it and it like makes you, and it makes you like grounds you again in the in the fact that he's just like a dude, their, you know. Their sound is like the um, it like all of the the horns and the bells and stuff are very obviously synthetic. Like it's yeah. part of the aesthetic of the album. Yeah. But the like the type of sounds they use, it almost sounds like future medieval. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean that's. I mean it sounds like. Uh, if we were gonna place like the based on the lyrics and the sound into some sort of uh, genre of movie, it would be kind of like the the current iteration of of the depiction of like Marvel the Marvel universe's Valhalla. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. That's what I would imagine. That kind of like it's kind of like spacey futuristic technology, but it's like also like old school Valhalla mm-hmm. kind of feel. That's what I was getting out of it. It feels like it's like somewhere in between, like a cyberpunk Viking, fucking thing. Yeah. But so before this, that's album, kind of a stretch. Yeah. Like they've always been kind of different for black metal. They've always had like really bright guitar tones and stuff like that, yeah. which is like really uncommon in black metal music. Yeah. But they were playing what you can only call black metal on their earlier albums. This album is so fucking different from anything they put out before. The synthetic instruments are totally new. It really sounds like he finally... Like, if you listen to their albums, whereas most artists... You know how you listen to most artists, and it's like, you'll listen to their albums through, and you might see progression, but it's not like a linear... They're, like, are you saying? Are you saying if you, like, listen to each of their albums one after another, and you look at, like, over time, you see how they progress as an artist? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can listen to that with any artist, but this band really sounds like they were building up to something, like... They knew what they wanted to get at. They just didn't know how to get there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you can really hear like almost like a linear progression. Like this is where we're going. Honestly, most artists, yeah. it's like sometimes they'll like try a new sound. They might not. They might not like build up. They might just build like laterally or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, re- what re- this guy realistically did to like change it up for this album. I'm assuming is if he went from black metal to this, what he did is he popped his his music into a digital audio workstation. And he he said, I'm going to actually do stuff, like, after it's been, like, all put together. Like, we're going to make the album, and now that the album's made, I'm going to put other shit on it. I'm going to yeah. put all this MIDI well, instrumentation. I'm going no, to, like, loop things. Uh, yeah, the looping vocals, live, yeah. When we saw them live, uh, they were playing, their guitars were the MIDI controllers. 
Okay. So they might have actually just played on a MIDI board with their guitars in the studio. They <laughs> maybe, but the way that the horns sound is very, very clean. It doesn't sound analog, to be honest. Oh, yeah. And also, and so do the bells and all the other things. Just the way they sound is very, like, these are, like, it doesn't feel like there's any, you know... The way the way an analog sound sounds when you when you play it uh, and record it is it gets it's it sounds it's got there's a lot more noise essentially is yeah. it like what, what I'm saying is that the the all the electronic instrumentation doesn't sound noisy I wouldn't be surprised oh, if yeah, if, the, if their way that they figured out how to do their setup to play these songs they might have done that after the fact they might have made yeah. this album and been like okay fuck now how do we how do we, how do we, do this how we perform this live <laughs> and you know what it doesn't come across all the way live like. Yeah. They, some of it does, some of it doesn't. Some of it they don't do. They don't have every element of the album uh, in their live show. We went, we went and saw them live, but definitely like some of it is there. I mean, yeah. What else was I gonna say? Oh, I was gonna say there's yeah there was like this looping vocal thing that he also did, which was really cool. But the but the difference between the album and the and his looping vocals is that what he does is he um. He has like a pedal that allows him to like loop his vocals in the middle yeah. of singing in a concert. Yeah, whereas it sounds like in they the, just layered it. They literally just like in the album, like the way they looped it is they literally just like they would cut off the the last second of a of a sound and then they would just loop that last second of the track for yeah. a while, which is cool because that's like some glitched out shit that you you normally only see in uh you know like electronic dance music and intelligent dance music and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, they like I feel like they really push the bounds of like. Just rock music generally on this album. Like this is so unlike. Honestly, I can. I think I can say this is unlike any album I've ever heard before. Like whether that's a good or a bad thing is kind of up to the listener. But it's like so different. I would say that it was. I don't know if I've heard somebody who did kind of like a wall of sound with like the metal thing, like a sunbather kind of thing. I don't know if I've seen them do that crossed with like hip hop instrumentation before. So I guess. I haven't really heard this kind of thing before either. I've definitely heard, you know, it's funny because you can look at something like, um, have you ever heard Rat King before? Yeah. You could almost like compare something like Rat, what Rat King has done with what these guys are doing because Rat King are like on these, they're starting from the opposite end of the spectrum and uh, reaching over into this end of the spectrum with like trying to have this like really, really dense production with a wall of sound that's just like, hitting you so hard that you're almost like I feel like I'm being hit with that like blanket of like metal sound mm-hmm. if I were to if I had the opportunity to pick a, an album that was like on the other end of the cliff reaching out at at the arc work it would be yeah. like the most recent Rat King album freaking okay so if we want to if you want to talk a little more about uh about litur- liturgy okay. um oh I was just curious uh what, what were your favorite tracks Okay, so my favorite tracks are actually the tracks that, like, felt... Okay, so, I mean, you can't really talk about this album without talking about Rain Array, which is, like, their long... I think it's the longest track. I mean, we can look here. Yeah, it's the 11-minute oh, track. It's the super long one. Um, that track just... Whew. It's that's the, That track is the... It's very, very long, and it's the beginning of when he starts to sing, like, um, the lead singer from uh, Animal Collective. Do you remember what his name is? Is it Panda Bear? Is it, or is it AV Tear? I don't remember which one it is. But he starts to sound like Animal Collective singing. And so does he. And same thing. Uh, and it kind of, I was kind of like, He's, he starts doing this like, thing. Yeah. Well, he does almost yeah. like Gregorian chants. Yeah. But it's like, I don't know. And then same thing in, um, in which track is it? Is it Vitriol where they sing like that? Yeah. Well, Father Verizon too. He's like, Father Verizon. Yeah. He yeah. kind of like, he kind of goes into that. 
little like ugh, I like tonsil uh, emo uh, part of his throat. But I, yeah, I mean it's not that's that's just a per- personal preference thing. Like I just I don't like how it sounds in general, and then mm-hmm. like the fact that it just sounded so much like Animal Collective. I was like, ugh. especially <laughs> when it gets layered in that other track. But so we. It wasn't the worst. I actually liked in this album. Or? I really liked how the uh, well. Before we get to that, I wanted to say I actually really, really liked how like was it fanfare the one with all the horns and stuff. Yeah, there was there was a couple. they had that, and then they actually reused that two or three times. Yeah. Um, throughout the album, and I was like, that's really cool. I really like horns actually, and I don't mind that they're synthetic. I honestly feel like um, it would have been cool if they had more horns and more like varied instrumentation from all those other instruments throughout. Yeah, um, they didn't it was, have it would, like strings or anything like that. They had they? strings in there and stuff, but it's kind of like subtler. Yeah, and the bells are also subtle because they're so far up on the high end that you could almost like lose them if you don't have good headphones. <laughs> and even if you go to their concert, I don't know if you're gonna like recognize the bells very well. Yeah, but they have that shit in there. It's There's just kind a, of like Kel Valhal was this the third track. That's yeah, the yeah. one where it comes in with the horns and the bells start layered yeah. in, and it's just like fucking so much oh yeah it's it's i mean it's good the only thing i wish is that they had had more varied varied composition for those instruments it seems like they just they they, they were able to make one thing with those horns it was like, yeah. well, i wish like they had I come said, up with I another melody i think it's because they were using their guitars as midi controllers so you know they just like downstroke yeah and that was like the horn so they didn't have maybe they were uh, yeah, playing they, it yeah, that way in yeah. the studio, yeah. and in that case, they can't really vary it. You know, it'd be yeah. hard to. Well, yeah, I don't know how they would have. It's called mapping when you yeah. when you're able to like uh, put one one like essentially like I've seen videos of people using like a, the rings on a tree trunk with a with like a camera, and the camera reads the rings on the tree trunk, and they create different tones on a piano. Um, I don't know how you could map like this the like different like notes on a guitar into a MIDI thing to like for the computer to recognize the different values from 1 to 127 but it would be cool if they could have come up with other melodies uh but yeah i think the album is like uh definitely above average you know um i would recommend people listen to it just so that they know what they're getting into uh or just not not so that they know what they're getting into, so that they like experience something new yeah. Because every, it's always good to expand your horizons. And some people are going to be really into this if they're into, like, whatever, you know, uh, what's swans. Yeah. If they're into, like, well, this, swans this or something like that, maybe they'll be into it. If Reception-wise, it's been really, really polarizing. Yeah, some yeah, some people like, have been hating it because it's like, oh, this is, like, are they fucking with us? And then there's some people who are like, this is, this is like, the new thing. This is, <laughs> this is like, his vision, his singular vision has been realized. It's so beautiful. Yeah. I, I I mean I'm somewhere in between. I recognize that those two polars polarized fields exist and I just say like, yeah, it was cool to experience, but I don't think I'll ever like pick this up for like a casual listen again, to yeah. be honest. That's well, not a casual album. I I know, but I, I just listen to all music casually, so yeah, it's 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 cool. It's definitely cool. I mean, I think it would be cool to listen. Here's when you should listen to this. You should listen to this when you're in the mood for something epic and when you're maybe like sitting in the dark uh, by yourself, and you just fucking I don't know, and you just like yeah. like the first yeah. time I tried listening to it, I yeah. was driving, not the right place to listen to this album. Yeah, because it's all horns. You sound like everybody's honking at you. I was like so be really stressed scary. out on. It was like during traffic on the freeway. I was so fucking stressed. Why did you do that? <laughs> That's ridiculous. That's like when on a hip hop track they have like that sample of a siren. 
police siren going on and you're like, oh my god, oh my god. That's the realest shit. That, that really freaks me out every time. That's, <laughs> I just don't play music that sounds like it's traffic, tra- that has traffic noises in it when I'm in the car. Because I will, I will freak out and crash or something, but yeah. So I'll give it like a, I'll give it an 8. Or I'll give it like a 7.5 to an 8 kind of range, right. to be honest. Oh, yeah, I mean, I should, I should do that. Um, what? Oh yeah, rate, uh, rate Heaven or Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, I was thinking we could jump know. back into that if there's anything else you wanted to say specifically about it. But I'm sure, like, there's not much that probably standed out to you. No, it's just like, it's a really colorful album. It's really fun. It's just not the kind of thing... It's hard for me to get into albums like this. Like, there has to be something particular about the music that draws me in. Usually, for me to get into, like, a dream poppy kind of record. Mm-hmm. Like, I dug Youth Lagoon's... Have you listened to Youth Lagoon? Oh, I don't really like them. Uh, see, I dug his sound because of, like, the synthetic instrumentation and, like, the kind of subdued voice and stuff. You know, there's, like, certain elements that work well for me, but this is, like... I don't know. He has a very Dude. childlike aesthetic that yeah, kind of like, I, I it like turns that. me, it turns me off super uh, hard. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> I don't want to listen to Baby Boy. But yeah, but eh, yeah, I think it's a good album, but I don't think it's for me. I'd probably give it like a, a seven. All right. Well, there you go. Do you want to, you want to touch on the stuff we were talking about yesterday? Oh, sure. Oh, about genre and stuff? Yeah, the hip hop stuff. Yeah. You can dig into that. Oh, oh yeah, we were, well, man, it's, 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 that's kind of a heavy set, like, I'd like to talk about it, but I don't even know how to start, well, the, like, we, the way we talked about it right wasn't, now. even yesterday when we were talking about it, it wasn't that organic, the way the conversation started, <laughs> I just kind of opened up with, like, you notice that fucking half of people all listen to this one type of music, and then the other half of the time, people listen to this other kind of music, um, we were basically talking about how in popular music, there's only ever really like a couple of different genre like well like i'm saying couple different genres but i mean like over branching genres not like minuscule subgenres or whatever in popular music as far as like radio play stuff goes right now we have like the alternative rock stations and then we have the pop hip-hop stations yeah you've got your k-rock and your kiss fm essentially yeah basically and like that's kind of all there is and I don't know, like, I traced it back, and I was like, it's kind of how it's always been. Like, in the 70s, you had, like, the psychedelic stuff, and then the disco, and that was all the popular stuff. Yeah. And then before that, you had, like, the early rock and roll music, like, uh, like the Elvis Presley, and then, like, the bluesier stuff. And then we dove into, we were talking about hip-hop, and how there's not really, honestly, I wouldn't even say just in the mainstream, I'd say generally people don't make a genre distinction between different kinds of hip-hop oh yeah people that yeah that was that was one of the things that we were really talking about is how like in in rock and in edm it's like these very clear-cut uh concise ways that people differentiate between different genres in edm it's by, based on bpm beats per minute you know mm-hmm. you know there's like different types of uh yeah, genres where it's like if it's like super duper fast at certain at a certain bpm it's called like gabber or something yeah hard style hard same, style same yeah thing. and then like slower stuff like literally is like trance and yeah trance and, and then what's oh god what's the type of music that uh oh i forgot what it's called but yeah there's like also like super slow stuff i don't think it's called slow core that's in rock actually yeah but but yeah, at every like BPM, and there's house, which is like 120 beats per minute, which is like what everybody knows about that. But yeah, there's you know, yeah, yeah it's differentiated then, that way. And then rock is differentiated by like song structure and stuff. Yeah, yeah, 
Well, it's also uh, isn't metal? Don't they have? Don't metal? Don't metal bands like uh, loosen their G string or something like that to have this like heavier sound? Oh well, you, they can. Like uh, I remember when I was growing up in like the metalcore scene, a lot of bands like they're like, oh, this band's so heavy, they play a drop, drop D or something like that. Like they just like. So yeah, they they just they tune their guitars differently for different genres. Yeah, that's but that's, yeah. I, that's to a certain. I think extent, that's one I of the biggest it's things. Of... It's like the heavy chugging sound yeah. that was like really distinct. That really distinguished heavy metal in the first place was like that they did that shit with their guitars, and yeah. then from there, like that type of like uh, timbre, timber, whatever you want to call it, lent itself to certain types of riffs and stuff because you can only make certain chords if you're fucking with your strings. And also, like, it just kind of, like, leads to a mindset. Once you have certain tools, you those tools, like, end up, like, being useful for certain types of things. So I think, like, a whole cultural culture evolved from it. And do you think hip-hop hasn't... Like, I mean, if you really dig down and you're really into it, you can find genres, and it's, like... I mean, you can distinguish between, like, the boom-bap and the g-funk and the... Uh, I trap think, rap and the cloud rap you can distinguish between all of those but there's so much overlap do you think that's because the internet why you can't distinguish albums that much I honestly can I mean are you saying if I can personally do it or why are people no, in not, general I mean generally speaking generally speaking I think that the issue is that hip hop is not the oldest genre around it's like the newest big genre besides EDM and yeah, EDM is EDM is such a like easy formula like EDM, you can just, like, tell what's, what's like, um... You can distinguish between different, like, brands of EDM just based on how fast it's going, essentially. Yeah, and they had... We talked about that, too. Yeah. Like, they had a chance to split because of, um... Like, it was really easy for EDM to split into different genres because they're, like, it broke in Europe where there's, like, a whole bunch of different countries and they can, like, all kind of have their own... Oh, yeah, they have their own stuff. Yeah, there's, like, Swedish house, and then there's, like, fucking German fucking industrial crazy shit that Krautrock made. And, like, the UK is known for their, uh, their, like, rave uh, jungle. Yeah, I believe it. And then I've heard, then, like, all the, like, fucking Eastern European and Russian, like, EDM is just super cutesy sounding from what I've heard. But, yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's actually way more deep than we know. But I guess neither of us is particularly, like, versed in the EDM world, especially the European EDM world. So we might just be talking out of our asses. But But if we want to go back to the hip-hop thing, like, the hip-hop thing is... is What we're basically getting at is that all the other genres are very, like, clear-cut in what people know about the distinctions, but nobody knows the fucking distinction between, like, G-Funk and Boom Bap, even though it's that's a huge difference, you know, between... uh, g-funk and like uh it's like the difference between between, east it's between east and west you know what i mean it's like dr dre versus nas basically kind of thing exactly the differences are actually like like they're huge you know they're they're completely different like drum sounds uh there's like different synthesizers being used i mean i think people can distinguish but why do you think do you think that hip-hop fans are more accepting of different quote-unquote, like, sub-genres of hip-hop, and that's why it hasn't broken up? Or do you think it's because with the advent of the internet, there's a lot less of a, like, uh... I think hip-hop is such a, like... it's. I think hip-hop is so mainstream that there's a lot of people who just are casual hip-hop fans. But I think any hip-hop... But I'm saying, like, uh... Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But I'm saying, like, 
there there's a lot of hip hop artists that will incorporate a whole bunch of different styles already. And all, the genre is like fifteen, twenty years old. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But there's like you got people like uh ASAP Rocky, he <laughs> like starting out he used cloud rap and he used trap mm-hmm. and he used boom bap, you know, he used like all kinds of stuff. He's a modern man. He's got all the all the flavors yeah. in his in his <laughs> tracks, which is cool. And you know, you can listen to like music reviewers or you can just listen to them talk about their own tracks or you know, and they'll all say they'll be like on this track it was this kind of style of beat and on this track it was this kind of style of beat and i think the main thing that it boils down to is that these rappers are all not making their own beats they have producers different Uh, producers making different types of beats you know there are producers who make trap beats who will come in and they'll make the trap beat for all the different things and then like there'll be a guy who's like i love fucking dusty old samples so i make boom bap you know Mm -hmm. it's that kind of thing essentially it's because hip-hop is such a like collage of things like both in how it's made and in how the albums are put together ultimately mm-hmm. it ends up being like thankfully very varied in sound but also like you end up with these hip-hop albums that are like a million different genres in one album and people are just like yeah that's hip-hop herp derp you yeah. know they don't fucking know that like there are like purists out there and and all that and also i uh yeah basically people only people who are like super duper into it and hardcore are gonna like know uh, super well what the distinctions are or people who've been around who are like old you know yeah and who and came up with it and who grew up with like 90s style hip hop and were able to n- recognize the difference between east and west and then came into this like Kanye era and be able to be like okay is this hip hop at all you know yeah what would you even call something like a like a Kanye like a, oh what would you I mean people have been calling that shit post hip hop I've been seeing that like that's that moniker a lot lately oh I'm not talking about the, like Jesus era I'm talking like my beautiful dark <laughs> twisted fantasy that's era. what I'm saying I think that's really? like post hip hop yeah wow. I think starting with like um maybe even starting with 808s it it well 808s was 808s wasn't even I almost feel like 808s wasn't a hip hop album he Kanye didn't even rap on that album yeah, really that, that album is, <laughs> he just sang a lot that album's sort of like a synth pop record almost it's, it's a super modernized one but it kind of feels like that yeah it's something it's it's own thing definitely mm-hmm. and I I don't hate it uh, but I would say starting with like at 100% confident starting with with my beautiful dark twisted fantasy that's where I would start calling it post hip hop if we were to uh, like use that term I think there's probably a better term out there. Yeah, or that term maybe, sounds kind of pretentious. It is. It's super pretentious, <laughs> and I don't like the term at all. I wish there. I think it's the, the reality is that there should be a million different terms for the different types of songs because he that all that album is also super varied and yeah. stuff. You know, I mean, you got like all of the light. Oh God, are we doing a review of fucking Michael <laughs> But if you listen to like all of the lights, like that's like very like trap inspired because it's got all the like marching band type sounds which is where basically all the trap sounds came from you've got all the like songs in the latter half which are, have very heavy synthetic sounds and guitar sounds and stuff like that which are kind of hard to label I think they sound more like dusty old samples so I guess I would go more for the boom bap but there's not it's not very clear yeah well like I guess that whole that whole era was like, like Kanye was like the first guy to really push that really lush production style like that but before that he was just sampling soul shit mostly you know like the same jay dilla was doing the same thing you know all those guys were using those kind of beats at the time in the 90s like the later 90s anyways yeah that's why Nas was popular because he kicked that off yeah the early 90s was more boom bap but the late 90s and the 
Or oh, not, yeah. Oh, I'm not thinking late 90s. What am I thinking? What are you talking I'm about? thinking the, the 2000s. The 2000s okay. era hip-hop with, like, a, you had, like, the middle era Jay-Z albums. Oh, my God. And that's, had, that's like, yeah. That's, I don't like, know. That, that's that era of hip-hop is such a, like, mess to me, to I be honest. I don't know, man. Late registration is kind of... Kanye late registration. I guess that's, that's 2004, five. Really? Maybe six. Maybe six. Somewhere in there. Yeah. Late registration is beautiful. That was kind of like, that was lush. That was definitely like yeah, the peak cause... of that. That's why people liked him, because he was so good at sampling. Mm-hmm. Or at least he was so good at picking these like super catchy samples to use. And I mean, that's why he got, that's why he got work, you know, with fucking Jay-Z and all those people. And I think we've, it's definitely evolved very quickly since then, because now that that shit won't fly. People well, still like Bound 2 and stuff like that, so I guess he can still play the same cards if he wants to, but I think that we've, we, people are literate on, on like their computers enough to be able to craft like these crazy trap beats and stuff like that, where sampling still has a place, but I think it's not like the, the definitive thing that makes a, a, a rap song like the shit or not anymore. You know, a lot of like I remember when trap was first coming out. You we heard shit like uh, what's it called uh, tonight, and people were just so blown away because they had never heard. Yeah. Ne- there was that was the first like time where like there was these just like super hard hitting trap beats that really hit the mainstream. That wasn't just like uh, they're that wasn't just though. like the dirty south or whatever the yeah. fuck it's called. They're really good. You know, it wasn't just Lil Wayne because Lil Wayne was actually working with that sound palette for a long, long time oh, before yeah, anybody mean, came out saying trap or calling it that shit or Yeah, it was just southern hip hop. It's like Yeah, I think it was it, just it was just it was just fucking like ATL shit. I think these genres like, are getting yeah. names outside of their locales now because the internet. Yeah. yeah. They they've been expanded a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Like into different uh, different areas. Um but like around that time it was literally two thousand ten was when my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy app came out and Flocka Valley came out and I'd say Waka Flocka kind of brought like you have early early dudes like uh, Public Enemy had their Flava Flav and stuff like that but Waka Flocka really brought back that like that trap with like the hype man thing you know what I mean like yeah. Gucci does Gucci Mane does it Waka Flocka does it that it's just like Race Rimmer does it it's that that kind of trap route where there's like like lots of shouting and not necessarily they're not necessarily uh-huh. rapping they're just like Flocka what you know oh, are you talking about like that genre that gets made fun of all the time yeah I, I fucking love it <laughs> oh no so it's fun. no it's great I just mean like there's like it's a may may now uh, kind eh. of thing no I like that shit too I mean fucking I was having us listening to uh what did I have us listen to that EP uh God, was it Broken Ankles? Oh, Is it like yeah. that kind of vibe? Is that what you're talking about? I don't know what I'd call Broken Ankles. Bra- yeah, it's just, it just pop rap. It just sounds like ludicrous kind mm-hmm. of shit. It's just like super pop hip-hop. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I don't okay. know. Well, now we're like, now we're, you know. We're just. D- now we're just shooting the shit about. Yeah. uh bad albums. Bad yeah. albums, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't actually think when it really comes down to it, genres are only important for people who don't want to put any work into discovering new music, you know? They, I mean, like, they're, they're helpful, and, like, you oh, kind of... we're talking about genre itself. You, okay. I mean, you know what you're getting into, at least. Mm-hmm. When you see a genre tag, you can have an idea or a sense of what you're getting, but I've never thought they're super necessary. I feel like uh, they can be, depending on the person, really limiting, because if they see... And maybe that's, like, a blessing for hip-hop, because hip-hop people... We'll go into an album, 
and like people are not gonna like when it's uploaded online or whatever they're gonna see hip hop they're not gonna usually not gonna see boom back or, or g-funk or whatever they're just gonna see hip hop and so they don't they don't know what they're getting into and they might get something really new and unique there are some genres that are so segmented like you know there's so little practical difference between technical death metal and like melodic death metal practically speaking oh there's like God. this there's this minuscule difference but there will be some fucking kid that's like i'm not listening to that one because it has that other word it's yeah like... <laughs> yeah it's yeah <laughs> talk about like polarizing you talk about the different subgenres of 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 rock yeah and then you you get into some really like uh staunch people who are just you know not gonna like let up about what they're into because it's so like charged whereas yeah. i don't think i don't think hip-hop is as charged anymore maybe it was uh, in the 90s i feel like that it still has that competition going on but it's gone from like a malicious thing to like friendly almost you know yeah it's like joking like, having fun a lot of those of guys even when they a lot of those guys even when they're like competing or whatever it's like they're friends you know what i mean yeah like there's like the occasional twitter beef or whatever but like fucking it stays on the the internet and even those fights even those fights aren't necessarily about genre like yeah would you i mean they would say that's more about like what the mcs are you know yeah it's like the shit that they're saying not the beats oh yeah yeah i just mean like i i oh you're just talking about like rivalries between different people i'd say hip-hop is still kind of charged but but yeah yeah i don't know i think it's honestly it is it's just like a brand of individuality thing and like whereas hip-hop music because uh the mcs put themselves out there like with a band you know it's like a group of people under a made-up name like uh, whereas with an mc a lot of times they like put themselves out as like the sole member you know, like, occasionally you'll get a duo or a trio or something in hip-hop, but usually oh, yeah. it's just, like, I'm this group. Yeah. And so people will back personalities rather than backing genres of music. Which is true, and sometimes, you know, every, like, it's much more common for one, one, uh, for one rapper to come out and have something that's just far-flung from anything that's ever come out than it is for, for one rock band to come out yeah. and come out with anything that's ever come out, because... The thing is, when you when you talk about a rapper, you're not talking about hip hop necessarily. A rapper is one part of hip hop, yeah. but but you can basically say that like when a new rock band comes out, they gotta make rock. But when a new rapper comes out, they're not necessarily gonna make like what you expect from hip hop. Especially, and the reason why that is is because of the tools that they have available. A rock band is gonna end up being four dudes or three dudes if you've got a talented guitarist who can sing. It, you're gonna end up with three or four dudes. And they're going to have which instruments? You can name them off with me. Yeah. They're going to have drums, guitar, bass, vocals. and vocals, right? <laughs> and then what do, you, what is, what do, what do hip-hop producers have? They yeah. have the entire internet. They can have an orgasm sound yeah. be their beat if they want. <laughs> and as a result, like every single release can be something crazy and can be structured crazy as well. Where, and it's also one person's idea, so they can do whatever the fuck they want. They don't have a checks and balances of three other dudes telling them what, what would well, work or what not work. necessarily. I mean, they could, depending on the producers they bring in. Like, you know, yeah. some executive producers kind of control albums. That's but, true. Yeah, I never thought of that. If you think about it, it's, like, kind of limiting, where it's like, if, say, you have, like, a... I mean, I guess you can pick out some, some rock records, you know, that have, like, flown in the face of this. But, like... 
you want to include your whole band. You like if you're saying well, you're yeah, the songwriter yeah. or you're orchestrating the record, you want to bring your whole band in. And like sometimes when people don't do that or they don't care as much, you get things like OK Computer or Loveless, where you get these crazy albums that couldn't happen if they really cared about stepping on people's songwriting or like yeah. or like showing off their talents, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it like that's why the best bands are the bands that can like repurpose what they're doing with different things. Like, if you get shit, shit like um, fucking OK Computer or um, Kid A, that's when they're like, okay, the singular vision takes precedent, but now all the ba- members of the band are fucking playing on like fucking chaos pads instead of <laughs> guitars and shit like that, which is cool, yeah. you know. And it, it ends up being like really special for us as listeners, um, but. Yeah, generally, if you got a bassist on your on your in your band, it's the bassist gonna be like, "Wait, there's no bass in this track." Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of rock music, the bass just mimics whatever the guitars. Yeah, do. that's true. I guess kind of disappointing. Yeah, I guess that's the whole joke with like Metalocalypse. It's that fucking dude who just he's such a loser. <laughs> but yeah, I guess that's that's the whole that's the whole rock joke is like the guitarists and the singers are always the people who get yeah. attention. And y'all should check out check out Snake Feast. It's a sludge metal band. It's a three-piece, and mm-hmm. one of the pieces is a bass, and one is vocals, and one is drums, and they just have lead bass. It's really cool sounding. It's bass, vocal, and drum? Yeah, and the oh, bass, okay. it's just like these fucking groovy-ass, like, funky-sounding, like, bass lines, but okay. it's like a sludge metal band. It's so weird. Dude, have you ever listened to, like, um, Red Hot Chili Peppers' debut album? I've listened to the... Blood, sugar, sex, magic, or whatever, but that's the earliest oh, back. I've no, gone. that's oh, it goes so much. It goes farther back. Man, like with Funky Monks. Funky Monks is a funny song. Yeah, dude, fucking all their music was really funny. They were just funny dudes. If you look at them, like they don't like fucking like nowadays. Like Red Hot Chili Peppers look like a bunch of old men because they are old men. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's but, like Foo Fighters. You know, fucking yeah. Color and the Shape was a really good album. It's a really fun. It's like, a really great pop rock a, album. Yeah. yeah, and now they're just like making. So they ran out of ideas. It's like, I don't years know. Ago. It's, it's kind of like nineties nostalgia. I don't. Yeah. I don't really know what to say. But but like if you look at like old Red Hot Chili Peppers, it's like it's that funk. Like it was truly like the whole idea behind the band was just like okay, we're gonna fully doing slap bass, and then everything's gonna kind of revolve around that. Even fucking what's his face? Who's the singer for that band? I don't fucking remember. Are you thinking of Les Claypool? Primus? No, I'm just talking about. Are you still talking about Red Hot Chili Peppers? Oh, about Red Hot uh, Anthony Kiedis. Anthony right? Kiedis. Yeah, fucking, fucking, he had purple hair, and he's just fucking jumping around rapping like an 80s rapper the <laughs> entire time. I w- I'm going to show you this afterwards. Nonsense words. I'm going to show, yeah. yeah. Oh, man, I'm going to show you this shit. It's crazy. They actually were so much more fun before. I mean, they've always been fun, but, like, when they, when they started writing, like, Under the Bridge and shit like that, that's when it got, like, I feel like that's when they still took the fun away from it, to be honest. Yeah. But, yeah. Anyway, that's... That's some Red Hot Chili Peppers discussion, too. Yeah, we, jumped, this. we jumped all over the place. Yeah. I think we're good to wrap up. Okay. So, um, yeah, I think this is kind of what this podcast is going to be like. Uh, yeah. It's, I had fun. That was fun. Yeah, that was uh, pretty sweet. Hopefully, we'll, 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 oh, shit, do you want to pick out albums right do you want, now? Oh, you want, like, Let's this do that. be like a I challenge you moment? Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, I'm going to challenge Nolan right. to a Pokemon battle. Brief, brief intermission while we fucking pick an album. <laughs> all right, we're back. Winter, what are you giving me? I'm giving you Coochie Camp by Fishmans from 1996. What's the genre of music? Uh, they were originally a dub band, a Japanese dub band, and then they went on to make like alternative rock kind of sounds. All right. And I am giving you The Letters EP by And So I Watch You From Afar. 
They are an Irish instrumental post-rock band, and they're one of the more aggressive post-rock bands I've listened to. Okay, I'm ready for this shit. It's just four tracks, but it's like a really fucking good EP, so... Alright, sweet. Okay, there you have it. Next time we'll be talking about those albums. Yeah, uh, listen listen to the album so you can follow our conversation. That'd be cool. Yeah, that would be sweet. Okay, later. Later, guys.